<laughs> okay, so why have we just shown you that video of Numa? When we first got Numa, we had to take her to um, puppy training, which wasn't so much for her, but for us. And we had to start the long journey of teaching obedience. And as you can see from that video, it's a journey. She hasn't quite got it there. And if you've come to Hotspot on a Thursday and you've had your lunch pinched by Numa, you'll know that she's still on a journey of obedience. But today we're going to be thinking about God's love language, obedience. So today we're going to be thinking about um, one of the first fishermen. Anybody got any ideas who that might be? Apart from Christopher. in 
Peter's life in all of our lives. And it's a verse that um, came up last Sunday in Stargazers and I think was also studied the night before in the Savage family. And it's Philippians 1 verse 6. God who began a good work in you will carry on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It's like you're never really completely there. It's a journey. There is so much we can learn about being a disciple of Jesus through the eyes of Peter. And today, we're focusing on how to be obedient to Jesus. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper, and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realised what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me, I am such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Peter's situation at that point in time, he was a part-time disciple, he was a part-time fisherman. He'd not yet made the decision to hand over his life to Jesus. He'd not yet given his heart to Jesus. Peter still worried. He worried about his family and his business. Not yet understanding that Jesus God would provide everything. He'd been out all night and caught nothing. Have you ever realised that God who can make hundreds of fish suddenly appear can equally make all the fish disappear? Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen that morning. He had arranged it to bring Peter to a point of realisation of exactly who Jesus was. So did you spot any 
point in that Bible reading where we have obedience. Oh dear. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. When Peter obeyed Jesus and had done the right thing that he told him to do. What in particular did you think? Like when he said, go go deep and let down your nets, instead of like even arguing and saying no, you just said, okay, fine, then I'll do it. Yeah. Spot on. Thank you very much. There were actually four ways in that reading that Peter was obedient. First we had push to the shallows. Remember at the beginning of the reading, Jesus got into Peter's boat and he said, can you push me a little bit out so that I can talk? Then we have sail out. Peter, sail out to deeper waters. Then we have Peter, throw out your nets. And then we have Peter, follow me. Notice how more and more is asked of Peter's obedience to Jesus as our reading proceeds. So let's look at first, push to the shallows. Easy, easy, not a problem at all. There was a large crowd pressed around Jesus while he preached. Jesus wanted to use Peter's boat as a floating platform from which to address the multitude. So he asked Simon, the future apostle, to push the vessel out a little way from shore. Not in itself a particularly remarkable request. But Peter's obedience to his request paved the way for a life-changing blessing. From his example, we also learn how essential it is to obey God in even the smallest matters. The next one, sail out to. Why is it not working? No? Sail out to deeper waters. More effort is going to be required for this one. Would Peter be up for it? Jesus had finished teaching and he said to Peter, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. A second and a third opportunity for Peter to say yes or no. But this time, Peter may have felt tempted to say no. After all, all his life he had been a fisherman. He knew about fish. He had worked the entire night for a catch but had returned empty-handed. Now Jesus, a carpenter, by the way, not a fisherman, was asking him to go fishing again. Peter's reply is the beginning of a lifetime of faith in God. He said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. The soon-to-be disciple chose to obey Jesus and to leave the consequences of his decision with Jesus. 
We have seen that Peter tries to persuade Jesus that he knows best. He is the expert, but out of respect he agrees to do as Jesus asks. Peter again obeys. And we know what happened. Hundreds upon hundreds of fish. Jesus wanted Peter to learn to trust him in all aspects of his life, including provision. He wanted Peter to get to the point of recognising Jesus as the Son of God. Peter is blessed with an amazing catch of fish. Jesus was totally in control of the whole situation. Jesus was bringing about circumstances that would bring Peter to a place of realisation, a revelation of who Jesus was. Now we come to the point that Jesus knew that Peter was finally ready. Follow me, he said, asking for total obedience. Jesus knows that Peter has reached the point of total commitment. Peter has seen and experienced the power of God. Peter is changed forever. As a result of Peter's obedience, Jesus demonstrated his power and his sovereignty. Peter and his partners may have started the day off thinking their efforts had come to nothing, but they ended it in complete amazement because they pulled in not one, but two overflowing boatloads of fish. Saying yes to the Lord's request resulted in a miracle that transformed not only one fisherman's life, but the lives of the entire group. So, Within the space of 11 verses, we can see the journey of Peter's obedience as it goes from a helping hand in a moment to total commitment, a lifetime's work. Jesus' simple requests often serve as stepping stones to life's most wonderful blessings. Simon Peter illustrates what can happen when we say yes to God. Peter's journey of obedience led to a rock-solid commitment to Christ unto death. So what can we learn from this reading for each of us today? Well, we're all on a journey. We're all at different stages of the journey. We're all at different stages of obedience to the Word of God. So, maybe you don't know Jesus yet. Or maybe you are tentatively dipping your toes into the water, hearing about this man called Jesus. Maybe you're getting the desire to go deeper to learn more, spend more time studying God's word and praying. Maybe you are at the point of total commitment. Come what may, your life is 
Christ. Jesus called Peter a rock long before Peter was stable and mature. He leads us by calling out what he sees, not calling out our failures. When Jesus looked at Peter that morning on the beach, he didn't see Peter for the fisherman that he was then. He saw him as the strong apostle that he was going to build his church upon. So, you will see a rock on your table in a little box. If you'd like to pick up a rock each. We're going to have a little ponder. No one is going to see this rock. This is your rock to take home with you. And we're going to think for a moment where we think that we are on our journey of obedience. And all I'm going to ask you to do is to write a number, one to four. So if you're at number one, then it's maybe you don't know Jesus yet. If you're at number two, it may be you are tentatively dipping your toes into the water, hearing about this man called Jesus. Number three, maybe you're getting the desire to go deeper, to learn more, spend more time studying God's word and praying. Or maybe you're at number four. Maybe you are at the point of total commitment. Come what may, your life is Christ. So have a little thing and then write down what number you think you are at this morning. Down on the rock, how you're feeling. 
What is your emotion behind the number you've already put down? your next move? Are you wanting to stay put, happy with where you're at? Are you becoming scared or worried and thinking about stepping back a number? Are you ready for more? Is your heart and spirit saying, today is the day I am committing more of my life to Jesus? And then I want you to write down the number same number, then put the same number. If you're going back a number, put that number. If you're going forward a number, put that number. Which way is your journey going? Whether you are young or old, a new Christian or a lifelong Christian, we are here to support each other, to help grow each other, and to be obedient to whatever Jesus is asking of us. It's a journey of discipleship. It's a journey of learning to step out on the water. Going back to the dog analogy, Barbara Woodhouse I'm sure most of you remember Barbara Woodhouse, an excellent dog trainer, um, wrote, True love obedience in dogs is apparent when a door is left open and the dog stays happily within earshot of its owner. For the owner must be the be-all and end-all of a dog's life. The real test of our Christianity isn't seen in our work or activity. It's found in this. When we have the opportunity to wander away, to disobey, to leave his presence, do we choose instead to stay close to him, to abide in Christ, to obey? Let's close with the prayer. Father God, we thank you for your word to us this morning. Father, we pray that um, we will ponder what you have spoken into our hearts this morning and that we will move on in faith with you. Help us to be your obedient servant.